0: Gregoire and Dan Beeston are smart enough to know better.
1: Welcome to Smart Enough to Know Better, a podcast of science, it's comedy, and ignorance. I'm Gregoire. And I'm Dan Beeston. And in
0: this episode of Smart Enough to Know Better, did dinosaurs give you cancer?
1: And when the wind blows, it whispers the name. Whoosh! And we'll go back to science corner, 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 corner. With the echo, it sounds like you're saying coroner, the science well, uh, coroner, where science, science goes to die. I, I I opened up a bar twice, so I republicated. Oh, I'm very a Republican. good. Republican.
0: <laughs> It's been a bit windy here. And do you want me to ask you about your week in science?
1: All right. So, Dan, have you had an exciting week of science? It's been a bit windy here. Ooh. Now, the wind blows in the sky. It does. And the trees all well, rustle and stuff. is very nice. Aw. When, when I've lost all my facilities, I hope someone props me next to a window so that I can just look at eucalyptus trees blowing in the wind.
0: That, and that, maybe if you've had tired of life after that, you can just, you know, flip out of the window and kill yourself.
1: Oh, no, I've already figured out how to kill myself. Oh, good. Excellent. So,
0: Is it enrage me? It's enrage me, isn't it? You're going to enrage me and then I'm going to do it for you. It'd be death by war.
1: No, there's too many opportunities for like a slow and painful death.
0: Oh, look, if you enrage me, I'm sure I could fill, deal you in pretty quickly. But immediately if I now know that you're trying to enrage me, yeah, I'd probably just microwave you or something. Or, um, I don't know. Oh, yeah.
1: this is very dark. What are we, is this is thinking. is this I'm what thinking happens that. on a Friday night? We, I'm going to start thinking. Ca- we're all calm and relaxed yeah. when we record on a Saturday morning. Yeah. On Friday mm-hmm. night, we're all like, oh, we've got to take some Ekkies and sort of start punching people. Uh, Wait, maybe, I, I don't know. He, I don't, I've never taken could. an Ekkie. I, don't, he could, he could, I, I assume you don't punch people, actually. If punch
0: I put people. him in the fridge, he would go to sleep, and then... Hmm, no, I'm
1: not a... Oh, sorry, oh, sorry, sorry. Back, I'm back sorry. I'm not a lizard. I'm not going to go into torpor. That would be brutal. Oh,
0: not a like lizard. My, Let me write that down. Not My, a my blood liz.
1: would just start, like, it would keep me alive to the very last moment of Oh, that's right. Pain. Uh, that's
0: because you're a filthy mammal. Ugh, mammals. Am I right, everyone?
1: Mammals. <laughs> You're not supposed to take the mask off. <laughs> okay. always put it on. Speaking of mammals, <laughs> uh, I was thinking about wind speed. and <laughs> <laughs> The world's weirdest segue. Yeah, I'm coming to it. I'm coming ooh, to it. Ooh, thrill me. Well, I'm a mammal, like a monkey. And from a monkey's point of view, wind like speed is make- a very sort of generic sort of thing. It's like, mm-hmm. oh, well, how, how windy is it today? Is it? 6 kilometres per hour? Is it 18 kilometres per hour? Is it quite windy or is it not very windy? But if you want to measure it, you can make a wind vane and measure how fast the vane spins. But how yes. do you calibrate it? How do you know how fast something invisible and turbulent is moving and how could it possibly be accurate?
0: Is it the Beaufort scale? I remember the Beaufort scale for some reason.
1: That is a a way
0: of measuring the wind? Yeah. Maybe it's like with light, you base it on the number of photons that are hitting your eyes. That's like the minimum amount of light. So maybe it's like a a human breath. So you, you go... And you go, right, that's one human breath.
1: And now we'll rate that against how many humans would have to go... To equal that cyclone. Oh, I bet the listeners love listening to you blowing into the microphone. <laughs> I'm sure that is a charming and not horrifying sound at all. <laughs> but I was thinking, what do you do? You like put smoke into the wind and uh, and measure how fast the smoke goes? And do the I fo- know flatulence. You fart and then you wait how long it takes to get to the
0: person at the other end of a football field.
1: That is a very interesting idea you've had. Thank there. you. But Thank you. But if if I know anything about flatulence, it's one mm. of the most turbulent winds. Oh, so that's it's true. not going to go directly there. Uh. But I was wondering, if, even if you put smoke in, does the smoke, uh, do the particulates in the smoke slow the wind down?
0: Yes. Like, I it's like saying, yeah, good point, because it's be like fish in water. You get a fish in a current, and the fish might not be moving at the speed of the current because they're swimming. So if you have a heavy particle that's in wind or in the air, they're going to be suspended, and their, their inertia might slow them down than the surrounding wind. Yeah,
1: or you send a bunch of wind at some uh, wind turbines, and the wind's hmm. going to get disrupted by the turbines as much as the turbines are going to get s- spun oh by the wind.
0: It's just like quantum theory again It's for wind, because you can't yeah. – to measure it, you're slowing it down.
1: What? Yeah. So I was thinking, surely anything- There's
0: no, there's no answer, is there? There's no answer. Oh, there's an answer. Oh,
1: there's an answer. Thank God. But I was thinking, surely anything, yeah, like, unlike the toilet one from last episode, where it was just like, I don't know, maybe it's this. Although, <laughs> guess what? Oh, yep. We found out our toilet was leaking. Yay! So, it, that smell, it was just a seal had gone, and so oh. that whatever pressure was behind the U bend was just coming straight through the seal. I will
0: sleep better tonight knowing that now.
1: Um, I think the audience felt sort of a, a, a lack of satisfaction <laughs> from that one.
0: Now we know your your bathroom's full of dead seals. That's good.
1: <laughs> like, no, not that. Uh, no, you know what? I'm moving on. I'm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he doesn't know how mammals work. I've got it's to remember like, that. Sorry, walrus. Sorry, sorry, okay. walrus. Now, you could contain the wind and like put it in a pipe or a wind tunnel, but you've got to compensate for friction on the edge of the container, friction and turbulence introduced by the air pump. I couldn't work out how to capture the wind and measure it. Do you mm. have an idea about how we might do that? Some kind of sock. A sock. Yes, well, that like would a- capture it, Yes. No, 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 no. <laughs> a
0: windsock so that you so you lift it, it lifts it up, and then it, cause it's pointing in a direction. And if it's if you say, well, I, I was being silly, but now I am being vaguely serious. If you know the weight of an object, like how much mass is in a windsock, then you can work out how many newtons of force that is being applied to it due to gravity, and therefore you know how much energy is requ- how much force is required to take it from a vertical position straight down to a horizontal position you could then work that out if it's sitting upright you know how much force is on there would, and if you know the density of, air, the density and then of you,
1: air is well isn't it yeah
0: and then once you know the density of the air you know you work out the density of air at different temperatures and therefore you could somehow then say this force must require this much motion f equals ma mass times acceleration that's my guess
1: that's an interesting one i like that one the thing that occurred to me is if you got a completely still room and then you walked through the room with a weather vane at a measurable speed, you could extrapolate the speed of air hitting the vane based on your speed. <laughs> of course, yes.
0: <laughs> so we can all measure. We can measure the air and dance. I am. I am four walking Dan's of wind is hitting yeah, me today.
1: Or meters per second. You know, we look. You, look, you don't, we don't have want to, to, to make confuse. up crazy measurements. <laughs>
0: Fair enough,
1: fair enough. <laughs> okay, so this is actually one way to calibrate an anemometer. Uh, but Ooh. there are many, many ways to do it. What you could do is get a hot wire anemometer that heats up the wire and then measures the temperature drop as the air sucks heat away from it. Ooh. Okay, so but then you've still got to calibrate okay. that. So that doesn't automatically calibrate. Hmm. You've got to sort of set it. But, yeah, if, it, if the air is sucking away heat, I mean, you'd have to know the air density again, I would have thought there.
0: Yeah, but that's not hard to work out. You can work at air density pretty pretty easily but on average. Because
1: I guess the machine would have to do that, or maybe air density is maybe it's for using at sea level and not on top of a hot air balloon.
0: Yeah, you you would just say at sea level on average at this point. Otherwise, you're worrying about bars of pressure or hectopascals, or whatever whatever mammals use nowadays. Mm. So just average it. Just say on this average, it's this. Yeah. So. So averages it's can okay. be pretty weird, because yeah. the average temperature of planet Earth is fifteen degrees Celsius. So you know that's a bit Not strange. Not long. Um, <laughs> well, yeah, it's one. It's already one degree higher than it was hundred and fifty years ago, and we're heading to we're heading to one point five and two uh, in uh, in ten years.
1: Uh, ultrasonic anemometers measure ultrasonic waves and the difference introduced by the wind. So, if the wind is blowing at you and the device is upstream from you, the sonic pulses get separated more, and the difference between the mm. pulses you hear and the pulses the device is generating show how much the wind is blowing. It's Doppler. Mm, like, it's yeah. a Doppler sound,
0: and that must be a very new thing. I mean, they they couldn't have started the scale based on that originally.
1: No, probably not. <laughs> but no. I mean, the scale, when they started, they probably just sort of throw and dust in the air and stuff. What I want is to get really, really good measurements of the wind. Oh, okay. And if you get onto onto the Bureau of Meteorology site, their radar is called the Doppler radar. And it shows, and and that's what it's doing. But there's also a laser Doppler. Ooh. Speaking my language. It shoots a beam breaks the beam in two then measures one beam and the other beam goes out bounces off particulate in the air and back into the device it then compares the two colors and detects microscopic hue shift using this it can accurately detect the exact <laughs> speed of that particle because you're comparing it against the speed of light which never changes Goodness me
0: that's right it's it's the only constant in the universe forget your partner Forget everything else, only light is the most constant thing in the universe.
1: Now, the problem is the particulate held in the air probably does slow it down slightly. But mm-hmm. then I realized it doesn't matter because it travels at the same speed of the gas medium. If you were walking towards me holding a tennis ball and I measured the speed of the tennis ball, I would also be measuring your speed. And even if it slows you would be. and even if it slows down the air, it's still measuring that speed correctly. Okay. So create a constant pressure in a wind tunnel put particulate in the air, measure it with a laser calibrate it to a wind vane and take the wind vane outside measure the wind and you're guaranteed the reading will be accurate nice, sounds easy well, science isn't necessarily easy Greg, like sometimes it, it requires a lot of effort and th- I really mean, true. this is going to be super accurate, like who would have thought that the w- measuring the wind would be a science <laughs>
0: <laughs> there's been new research into the exciting world of
1: somalian blind cavefish oh okay i haven't caught up on the old research for somalian <laughs> blind cave fish now it's been oh, shown
0: I'm, I'm so behind and you really really are you really are but in current biology they've shown that this cave fish the somalian blind cave fish but i'm sure our listeners know all about it it's missing an ancient dna repair kit that protects and it protects normally protects many animals from the harmful effects of sunlight basically so this animal has lived for millions of years inside of caves in totally dark caves the lost system called photoreactivation dna repair function uses energy from visible light to repair dna damage caused by ultraviolet light and it's lost that dna kit it's it's gone it's it's that's that, um,
1: important if you want to go outside that's right it's really
0: really limited its, its opportunities in the future and and basically there's no way really if you think about it that that animal could ever thrive anymore outside of its cave it's it's such a a limiting factor but of course evolution doesn't care about that it's not a plan it's just Things happen. Is it just one cave? It well, it's for the Somalian blind cavefish. so I I don't actually know. I'm not too sure like, how it, it would have to get out of
1: the cave to get to another cave.
0: It's well, that's true. Maybe it just goes at night time. No, I think it's just in a cave. There's I can one say that, species it, of fish that only live in one hole. There's probably lots of that. But we just don't realize it. I always thought about that. You always go, how do we know? Like every time we turn over something, we find a bug, and they go, and and all these uh, entomologists go, whoop, never seen that bug before. <laughs> Because we don't look for them, because no one cares about bugs. Because, you know, bugs.
1: Yeah. Well, what, the, the trick is, listeners, the trick is, if you pick up a bug and turn it over, there's actually a little serial code on the bottom, like a little number. And so you <laughs> just key it into the website and see whether it's been found before. <laughs> That's <laughs> entomology. That sounds like something that Slarty Bart fast with, say. <laughs> I
0: spent a long time writing the barcodes onto the bellies of bugs. Tell you, Ask your grandparents what that all meant, kids. So, of course, if you are an animal that has lost its DNA repair kit, you're stuffed. You can no longer survive outside. And it, always, it made me think, I went, oh, yeah, good point. I always wondered how all these animals would wander around outside and not get cancer. Because if we go outside, we get cancer. And, you know, for sunlight. Oh my I mean, I've, God, I've something had
1: something cut off my nose just this week.
0: And I had something. Really, I didn't know that. And then I had something cut off my arm a couple of months ago. So we get it as well. Hang on a minute. Wait, wait a minute. No,
1: no, nothing. No, I didn't. I know. In fact, I, I love going in the sun. I that's, don't suffer from the. That's sun. interesting, isn't it? No. So do you want? No. Do you want to know? I am not a cave fish.
0: You are not a cavefish, but no. do you want to know the only other ma- animal in the world that has lost the DNA repair kit so it can no longer do photo reactivation DNA repair? Bats. Do you want to know the types of animals? Sharks. Uh, no. Possums. Very small rocks. Uh, not possums, no, not possums. Not but, possums. But you're getting closer. You're getting closer. Uh, walruses. Seals? Uh Walruses, seals. yes, it's toilet seals. I will. You're, you're in there, but you're not going to get it. It's placental mammals.
1: Placental so mammals. You,
0: me, walruses. Placental mammals. Yes, all placental mammals, a group that includes humans, do not have this special DNA system. Oh no. Oh no. So what? we, when we go what? out in the sun,
1: what, close the windows.
0: So. Birds, when they go out in the sun, they're like, oh, no, the U- the UV has damaged my cells. Don't worry. The energy from visible light will repair my cells because I'm a dinosaur and
1: I'm the amazing. energy from visible light repairs their cells. Are birds Superman? Well, it, Are they U- Kryptonian? Is that why they well, can basically, fly? Basically. Look every- in the sky. Is it a bird? Yes. Yes, it is. Yes.
0: Is it? Is it, is it a plane? No, we just said it was a bird. It's, it's a Superman. Bird. Well, it is Superman who's also a bird. This, this conversation is very annoying. They can fly without gas. guess clapping. so. Maybe Superbird could walk very fast. Anyway, it doesn't matter. The point of this is placental mammals <laughs> have lost this ability, has lost this ability as well, okay? So it's really strange. Why placental mammals? Why don't we? So, so whales can get cancer? I've heard about whales getting cancer before. Uh, unfortunately, there was a dolphin in Perth that got cancer and had a big cancerous lump on its back and it died. So it's definitely a Placental mammals. There's a theory. Here's a great theory. That hypothesis, I guess. That basically there was some sort of bottleneck, human though, placental mammal bottleneck. Back when we looked more like rats than we do look like apes. And the idea is back. It's sort of in the period when dinosaurs were still around. That's when it seems to have gone away. Dinosaurs still around. That whatever we evolved from, as in what was our common ancestor back then, actually went into the dark and hid for a long period of time from dinosaurs. So our ancestor went, oh, those giant lizards are terrifying, or those giant, not lizards, those giant future birds are terrifying, and they went into the caves, and they hid in caves from anywhere from like 100,000 years to millions of years, and just hid away from the big, nasty mammals, big, nasty mammals, the big, nasty dinosaurs that were tromping around outside. Now, this is a contentious theory. (laughs) Yeah, um, I'd like to point out that filthy marsupials—they can repair their cells. Monotremes, you know, the idiots, idiots that lay eggs oh, echidnas, and also warm-blooded. Yeah, echidnas and, um, and platypus—they're ridiculous. They can make their own custard and they're immune to cancer from the sun. The bastards.
1: Isn't, so, isn't there an egg-laying mammal in South America as well? Is there a third monotreme?
0: I thought there was only two monotremes, but yeah. that could be a walk of shame. I thought there was only two. But, that, but there are marsupials in South America, but there aren't yeah. any monotremes. So I didn't think so I'm anyway. Thinking. Maybe, maybe, right. maybe. But somewhere in the Mesozoic era, the time of the dinosaurs, an early mammalian placental thing went and hid underground, we think, and stayed there long enough so we lost our ability to prepare ourselves from the sun. And now we're stuck... Having to wear sunscreen, so thank you, dinosaurs, for scaring our ancestors. If you hadn't been wiped out by a I- meteorite impact, I would punch you right in your cancer-saving face. It, and I'd like to point out this this is not a definite. This is definitely happening, but uh, it's a bit of a leap of, a, of an idea. But it's a really interesting one. We never know about bottlenecks. So there you go. Blame a dinosaur if you're a white, pink, mutant ape like me and you burn and you have to get things cut off, thank the dinosaurs for ruining your day.
1: Thanks, dinosaurs. You feathered speech done. Wow, that took a lot longer than I expected. These amendments are going to take ages and I've got to head off. That's okay, the rest are fairly self-evident. Okay, well, well don't forget, I want everyone to be able to enjoy bear claws. They're the best pastry in the world and everyone should be able to enjoy them. You're really into these things, aren't you? I can't believe you'd never heard of them. Well, here's my signature at the bottom. Just remember, number two amendment, do it now. Bear claws. Yum. Okay. Thanks, Jefferson. Gotta go. Bye.
0: Okay. Amendment number 2, the right to
1: Dan. Dan. Not not answering. Dan. Not answering, Dan. No, Dan. Shh, um, Dan,
0: Dan. What, keep keep what? your voice down. Keep your voice down. Jeez, keep sorry, your voice was, down. You know, uh, I was just. You around. know, before the. No, 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 no. It's serious. You know, before when I was talking about skin cancer and bloody stupid dinosaurs, and yeah, you know, it really that, brought
1: the mood I, down.
0: I just, yeah, no, really did, and and I'm actually really worried that that if any Tyrannosaurus rexes have heard, they could be sneaking up on us <gasps> right now. Oh no! When we think about the the Tyrannosaurus rex, they're very large, yeah. and they they're very very, very violent, and you think smooth, well, after watching,
1: incredibly smooth, <laughs> incredibly smooth, shiny, <laughs>
0: not not a not a feather to be seen,
1: not a feather to uh, be seen. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but if you think of Jurassic Park, the movie, what is the what is the indicator that a dinosaur is coming to get you?
1: Um, uh, oh, oh, oh! Uh, w- w- ripples, ripples coming from the R- outside of the the container goes boom, and the ripples comes from the edge of the container as it shakes, which drives me nuts in Jurassic Park 2, The Lost World, when there are ripples in the footprints on the ground, and mm. the ripples mm. start in the beginning. They're obviously making the ripple by making a bump in, underneath the ripple to make it go bloop in the centre and Under ripple outwards. But that's mm. not how that ripple works, no, and It no, just no, drives no. me nuts every time I watch it, which is, you know, a couple of times a month.
0: Keep, keep your voice down, keep your voice down. Sorry, the problem here sorry. is... The, the idea is that, well, they're a big animal and they make massive seismic waves with every footfall, like earthquake, like boom, boom, boom. Oh, boom. So so if one that was
1: around, we'd hear one was around. Uh, no, no no, 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 Dad, Jeff, no, oh, Dad, no, no, Dad, for goodness' sake! No, Dad, keep your voice down. No, don't worry oh, about oh, it, Greg. We'd hear it if, coming a mile we, away. If we weren't, but
0: that's the problem. We might not be able to. There's an idea. You know, you think of a of a Tyrannosaurus's foot. It's a big, long, skinny foot. Yep. There's an idea that. And actually, when you're not an idea, it's actually been tested. When you put, they put their foot down, the sound waves are actually radiated to the sides. Not as much goes forwards. And so an animal like you or me that's listening for thum, 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 we'd only hear thum, thum, thum. And I
1: can't go, even hear that. So I can be as loud as
0: I want, loud as I <laughs> want. You know, it couldn't be So say thum, thum. And you'd say, "Well, that dinosaur's ages away," and you'd you'd be all, you'd wave your hands around like a podcaster It'd be yeah. very funny. And then look how delicious I am, chomp, Dan, chomp! And you'd be eaten because they think their foot had evolved with was acoustic camouflage. To the sound, most of the energy goes out sideways, and so less energy goes out forwards. So this giant hulking
1: feathered beast can uh, whoa, whoa, bear down. Whoa, whoa, you mean scaly, vaguely best. feathered? Maybe, scaly. maybe it's children. Maybe it's
0: children were were feathered. Like it's, poss- it's, it's possible. We don't really know. Anyway, this beast could creep up on you and eat you because it had acoustic camouflage on its feet.
1: So they've got built-in sneakers. For those listening, that sound in the background was a painting falling off Greg's wall. And you
0: know what I mean, makes paintings tremors. fall off walls? Wouldn't that be tremors? <laughs> I'm actually vaguely annoyed. Not annoyed? I'm annoyed. Yes, I'm annoyed. I'm annoyed I'm going to be killed by a dinosaur. <laughs> dinosaurs. Anyway, I'm scared. Isn't that funny? I can't quite work out the emotion I'm feeling. I'm annoyed. No, it's fear. Oh, fear.
1: Anyway, <laughs> it's all good. Hang on. I'm I have to
0: check my book of emotions.
1: I'm annoyed oh, with oh, my oh. desire to have to climb a tree. Oh, it seems like so oh, much work.
0: That's when I, mean, I could just teleport away back to my home planet.
1: <clears throat> anyway,
0: dinosaurs, Tyrannosaurus rexes, had acoustic protection on their feet that well, it evolved so it was acoustically camouflaged we think that's pretty awesome
1: luckily dinosaurs went extinct a long time ago and the or only- maybe
0: hmm? maybe they're just very quietly hiding behind you
1: oh yeah I'm not gonna turn around I'm not gonna be- I'm gonna turn <laughs> oh yeah no no there's nothing behind me very cute okay, very that's cute fine.
0: Dan J J J Beeston.
1: That's my name and my initials.
0: You're going into the machine, the time machine, the smart enough to know better time machine that you, so you can pimp a time of my choosing. Get in, get in.
1: All right. Yep. All right.
0: Clang, crush, clang, cl- clang. I, I, I don't. Have to, it's in funny. It sounds like I'm saying clang. It's amazing. Anyway. I it's press a, the buttons. It's boop,
1: very boop, carefully made. It, that's acoustic engineering so that the door actually <laughs> sounds like it's saying clang when you close it. It's pretty good. It's pretty amazing. took a lot. It, it took more. Boop, that, was, that took more effort than the time travel technology. <laughs> boop, boop,
0: boop, boop, boop. I set the co- coordinates, the time coordinates to yes, 999 send me AD.
1: To somewhere sunny. 999
0: AD. Iceland. Oh, Reykjavik. Fudge. You have one hour to use the internet to work out how you can not just live in 999 A.D. Reykjavik in Iceland, but also thrive. You must learn to pimp
1: your time! I am not excited. I'm not excited. I hate the cold. I do not want to be in an Iceland. I could barely read the Wikipedia entry. It's full of weird letters that look like devil zeros. <laughs> Here is a a sentence from the Wikipedia. The impact of the legislative and judicial systems on Icelandic settlers is a common theme in many of the other Icelandic sagas. Their great mythological books are about legislative systems, so it's both (laughs) cold and boring. (laughs) They're very
0: proud of their parliament. They were the first democratic-ish parliament.
1: Then I hit this passage. According to historian John for Devil Zero R, Sigar Devil 0 <laughs> chieftain, the chieftain, chieftain, the chieftain based his power on his personal qualities, his wealth, friends, assembled men, kinsmen, and in-laws, the cleverest, the most helpful the wealthiest and the most generous became the most powerful ones. And I Excellent. want that job. So here is a challenge that I have never been faced with before, Gregoire. Mm-hmm. Think back in time, how can I be helpful and generous? <laughs>
0: I fear for you, Dan. I'm so sorry. I didn't mean to do this to you. I mean, I I'm guess... I'm so sorry.
1: I guess I could use my vast knowledge of the future to grow food better, thus making it easier to hand out to the poor. Yeah, or yeah. I, I could develop better insulation techniques to better warm the populace. But I'm just one man, yeah. Grégoire. How effective can one man mm-hmm. be? What I really need is an army of slaves ordered under duress <laughs> to spread my generosity. <laughs> Uh-huh. Now, I'm Good. in luck. Good. I'm in oh. luck because slavery oh. is very much illegal in Iceland right now. Uh, now, oh, I know right. what you're thinking, Greg. I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, slaves, where is Dan going to find black people to enslave? To which I say, hey, that's racist. White people can I be don't... slaves too.
0: <laughs> okay. Why am I being... <laughs> Hang on a minute. <laughs> if... I didn't say this. What? <laughs> If so- Welcome to our segment, Besmirch His Reputation.
1: When did you start beating your wife? No, stop. <laughs> I can't remember. Stop doing it. It's really distracting. I'm not. <laughs> what? Okay. Shut up. So if someone was accused of theft or failure to pay debts, then they could become your slave. So what Excellent. I need is a scheme to find the most vulnerable people in society and monitor them carefully and then arrest <laughs> them for the most minor of crimes, then force them into a life of unpaid work. I oh. got the idea from the current system in America.
0: I, I was about to say Centrelink. It's, our, it's, like our, it's like our work for the doll work scheme. Work
1: for the doll, yeah. I found a thing <laughs> called anti-theft powder. So What? Anti-theft powder. You cover an innocuous powder on your bait object, perhaps a wallet left in the open. They grab the wallet, their hands get covered in powder, and then you put them under a black light and they fluoresce. A black light? Yeah. So there are a couple of issues about making this yourself. <laughs> Number one, you can make a black light by putting blue and purple cellophane over a very bright white light. Mm, and you can mm, make fluorescein mm. with pathalic androhyde resorcinol and sulfuric acid. Oh, good. Thank goodness. Okay, so I'm going to need to find something more (laughs) low-tech. Okay, fishing line. Tie it to the bait object, (laughs) run it around the side and the back to the front of the shop, have it attached to a noisemaker, bells. They grab the object, activate the noisemaker from the doorway area, they're startled from the direction that they want to escape from, and they try to run back into the shop. You nab them because (laughs) you're lying in wait. They're not chickens, Dan. They're people. It's
0: like, I heard a noise behind me. I better go the other way. Well, what are you look, about? Well, if
1: you were anxious and you were trying to get out of somewhere and then suddenly you saw, heard danger from where your exit, you'd try to go for another exit. I don't, and don't a, think and that's this, good enough.
0: And I, miss it. I don't know if I would race towards the, the reclining future man who's lying on the floor grinning at me. I don't, I don't know if I'd do that. I'm not yeah, too sure.
1: It's going to be really hard to get a white polyester suit, but I'm going to try to figure out how to do it. <laughs> Okay. Bells have been around (laughs) since 2000 BC. Fishing line. Oh, thank goodness. Fishing line, not so much. It's more chemistry. Mm. Nylon or polyethylene, blah. But thread has been around since 20,000 BC. Oh, thank goodness. Now, Iceland does have cotton plants but there's not much point in harvesting it. Cotton absorbs and retains moisture from the air and from your body, which makes it a dangerous fabric to wear when trekking in the extremes of Iceland. Also, I don't have any slaves yet to pick it for me. So, on the flip side, Iceland does have the purest wool in the world. Take the wool threads, spin it, form a nice, thin, long thread. Perfect for my alarm system. Not content with just a homemade alarm system? How about, Gregoire, how about Mm -hmm. a full-sized trap? Uh, uh, Some sort of man or woman trap? Tie the thread to a pin that holds Mm. a heavy mallet with its head upright and its handle attached to a pivot point. The pin gets pulled. The mallet falls, swings down and knocks a larger pin that's keeping the door in the ceiling hidden away. The door slams shut, releasing a bolt that auto-locks the door. Boom! One more slave. That's using potential energy to turn a small movement into a big movement. That's physics. Dan, 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 just one question. Yeah. Is, I didn't know
0: your dad was Wile e. Coyote.
1: Uh, he 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 used to be. Now he's not so mm. wily.
0: No, but, it's just. It's,
1: it's, it's, hey, but, no, no, no. But Wily Coyote's plans, or, didn't it, like they always failed. But this is going to work Yeah. because I'm using science. So I'm
0: assuming I'm not just posting well, a Why advert. don't you just? Why don't you just just speed this whole process enough, just have free poor person food and a big painting of the inside of the room. When they all walk in the room, you pull the painting down and you've caught hundreds of people in your room.
1: Ah, well, this is actually hundreds of years before the realism painting movement. So... Oh, like, I see. Well, just no, wasn't uh, up good to, point. wasn't up to stuff in 999.
0: I don't know. I don't know. It, it, you should look into graffiti, Dan, and what graffiti is and how long people have been doing very realistic paintings for. That's going to be a bit of a walk of shame, I think.
1: What? You can't... What? No, it's all, it's all just cave paintings up until, like, yes. 1200 <laughs> AD, right? What are you doing? T- anyway, so you've, got,
0: you've, you've managed to capture one person. And don't you think they're gonna, people are going to start saying, don't go in his room, he's, he's a mallet, and if he doesn't hit you in the head, you get trapped in the room, and he's very happy about
1: it. Well, no, because I get the the slaves to build more rooms, so nowhere's safe. (laughs) Okay. I collect my slaves and then force them to do my generous bidding. I use my good standing in society to unseat the local chieftain and pimp my time. Hang
0: on. Was your pimp your time, honestly, wacky inventions, mousetrap style, leading to slavery?
1: Uh no, it was using potential energy. It's a science subject. Oh, okay.
0: Greg. Oh, okay. I I I see. I am I am I, I don't know what to say.
1: <laughs> I think the word...
0: I am that excited by what you've done. Meep meep. meep, meep. <laughs> <laughs> I will give you a card that says genius.
1: There you go. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> So where am I going then next, Dan? Uh, I'm going to send you to the North Island of New Zealand in, when should we go, 1600 AD. Welcome to the second ever
0: Science Corner! where one of our listeners has written in to me and asked a question about science and because I'm really into astrophysics, I d- can't answer other science questions and therefore I've got to, got to use Wikipedia a lot to do some research and sometimes I find cool things and that's what this is all about, the cool things that I found! Oh. That's the, that, isn't that the whole podcast? Basically, yay for Wikipedia! Now, <laughs> Al, Al wrote in and asked about the Richter scale and earthquakes and basically got down to that when the dinosaurs were wiped out, good, 65 million years ago, they we now believe very strongly that a very large, about 10 to 15 kilometre across, impactor came from space, smashed into what is now uh, just just sort of north of the Yucatan Peninsula in South America and just ended a lot of people's lives and lots of things' lives, not people, I guess, who no weren't humans people. back then, but you know what I mean. We
1: were in a cave. No
0: people, yeah. They, they, they were probably, maybe that's why we survived. And it was very, very, very bad. And he was asking, what on the Richter scale would that have been? What sort of um, impact actually have been? Which is kind Ooh. of an interesting question. And then, was it big enough to almost destroy the Earth? How big an impact would be required to destroy the Earth? Like, how big an earthquake impact? And then finally, have we detected quakes and other bodies in the Chad system? So the solar Ooh. system. So a few questions there. A few questions. So I started to do some research, and the first thing I discovered is we don't use the Richter scale anymore. No. It's, it's the um, moment ma- magnitude ma- moment scale.
1: Magnitude, moment of magnitude something or other.
0: That's right. It's just, And now the problem here, and again, this is where it gets very confusing, when you do any research – People say, "Oh, by the way, we don't use you don't use the Richter scale. We use the moment magnitude scale. Uh, anyway, They're here's some information." Blah 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 blah. Richter scale.
1: Identical.
0: And and they and but then then the people get confused and then they using the wrong and subscripts like the the subscript and superscripts of which one is which they get them wrong all the time and these aren't experts obviously these are, I just looked anywhere I was finding information and I was getting very confused because people were just like Richter magnitude Mercalli scales and just mixing them all up as they so fit sure fit so fit it became quite hard actually but let's talk about the difference between the Richter scale and the moment of magnitude scale. The Richter scale is the measuring of the seismic waves in the local area. Oh, okay. So if you say, well, and so you measure the seismic waves from a seismometer and you say, well, that's based on the Richter scale. The moment magnitude scale is all the energy released by the earthquake. And what they do is they look for the slip fault or the fault, and then they look at how much ground actually moved, and they calculate the energy to move that ground the distance ah, that it moved.
1: See how dangerous potential energy can be? It can be yeah, very dangerous. Yeah, you can your that, time that, with an earthquake. That, that,
0: <laughs> and so... A lot of earthquakes on five on the scale, there's very little difference between the two scales. You're not going to suddenly notice, you know, a Richter scale converses uh, to the moment magnitude scale. But when it gets above seven and a half, the Richter scale starts, to, it just isn't very accurate. It starts to get less and less accurate. So for well, the example... the needle keeps getting bumped everywhere.
1: makes well, it really hard
0: to measure. Exactly right. I think that's exactly their problem. So it starts to get very, very difficult. And when you look at really massive earthquakes, then it gets absolutely out of control. So the biggest earthquake ever detected is 9.6 moment magnitude scale. So that's that's uh, very, very bad indeed. That's, so that's the biggest one building- that we've detected on Earth. Yes, that's right. Yes, the biggest one we've ever detected on Earth. Yep. Now, that means all the buildings fall down, and everything breaks, and it's very, very bad. The, the ground shakes a lot. It, go, it can be, like, minutes of, of movement, and it's very, very bad. It's only been detected uh, once, obviously, and there's been a, a couple close, 9.5, 9.4. But 9.6 is the highest we've ever detected. On the Richter scale, that's sort of eight, point, uh, late 8 8.8, 8.9. So we don't get the right – it goes totally wrong. Now, if you think about the impact that took out the dinosaurs and lots of other things, of course, that is a 15-kilometer
1: asteroid or comet. Why I'm not saying it? asteroid? Yeah,
0: yes, because it impacted the Earth. Yeah,
1: so but it's. Do we not know what it was? Well,
0: not. There's lots of arguments. We couldn't, and it also gets very different. What is a, What is an asteroid? What is a comet? It's technically a meteorite because it hit the ground. So you have meteors burning in the sky, and then a meteorite strikes the ground. So technically, it's a fifteen-kilometer-cross meteorite, but that doesn't give the right idea. So, and, was and it an asteroid? And was or was, was it a comet? And was was
1: Adric piloting it?
0: <laughs> yes, like, exactly right for all Doctor Who people. Uh, the, the difference between an asteroid and a comet is. Well, it's, it gets a bit hazy, but an asteroid normally has all its volatiles gone, so it's a big dead rock. Where a comet still has volatiles, the so gases that can be give it a tail. But that's the more we look at asteroids and comets, we start going. Wait a minute, uh, they they overlap. You know, you get asteroids oh, that wow. suddenly. There you go. It's that's it's quite cold. difficult. It's it never happened to me. Like, yeah so yeah. we don't know what it, what it was they hit i mean we, no one was there to, to see it or survive so uh, this is a whole different kettle of fish but there's arguments both depending on the materials that are left on the ground so people say this material is found more in asteroids and than, than, than in comets therefore it must be an asteroid or some people say no it's a comet because of x y and z so look impact it uh, it impacted science is hard Science is, especially 65 million euro science when you're looking at rocks in the ground and shocked crystals. It's very, very difficult. So this thing crashed into the ground, moving many, many times at the speed of sound, like four or five times the speed of sound. Smashed out all this material. A massive crater 30 kilometers across, about a kilometer deep into the earth. Uh, oh, my the- God. So, wow. it, and that was, And we think that the earthquake would have been about 13 on the scale. If you were next to it,
1: <laughs> wow! So, oh,
0: so oh, very, 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 very
1: magnitude scale.
0: Yes, yes, that's right. So, a, a massive impact, just horrendous, nothing like we've ever seen before, and it, of course, caused tsunamis. And more importantly, if you were standing right where I am now, almost on the opposite side of the planet, so if you were in Australia, and when it happened six five million years ago, you would notice subtle to begin with.
1: Are you well to begin with? To begin with. <laughs> so, okay. yes. so it hits so then and you're might- just like, la, 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 la. Well, because uh, I was thinking if something hit on the other side, you would have to wait until the energy wave hit. Mm-hmm. So it's got to yes. travel through. So if, so if something splashes in the water, that wave's got to travel through the medium. So whatever that impact on yes. the other side of the world is, it has to travel through the medium. And it takes about an hour
0: so you'd be sitting here, let's say crash crashed down at 9 in the morning, at 10 in the morning, roughly where we are in Australia, then you would start – you would get an earthquake, but not a big one, and you, would, you wouldn't you would be able to detect it with your body, probably. You might notice it, maybe, but there's seismic waves that could be detected. You're still talking about the other side of the planet. Yeah. Now, I read a few places that have said it could be felt all over the world, but that's just not true. That's just not true. I mean, yes, I guess you can feel all over the world, but it wasn't like – Lots of buildings falling down. Not that there were buildings, but you know, just it wasn't like that. So
1: it wasn't like when you've got one cue ball and another cue ball, and you hit it, and the other one speeds off, and like it's not like the comet hit on one side, and you could be on the direct other side and get bumped <laughs> into the air.
0: No, 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 not not by much. But very soon afterwards, a couple of hours later, or maybe maybe forty five minutes to an hour, the earthquake hits. But also all the material, the ejector that was blasted out of the crater, gets blasted into orbit, like bits of the Earth get blasted into orbit and rain down right across the Earth. so the life has a big problem at this point because suddenly there are rocks of burning horror coming from this from the sky all over the planet, even in Australia, everywhere. so bushfires oh, well,
1: the, I mean the marsupials uh, will be OK, bad. because their DNA re- like heals. They
0: were fine and we're hiding in caves so yeah we're, we're, we're just dandy as well maybe potentially anyway so this is a big problem but it's not the earthquake itself now the, I thought it was interesting though there's 13 on the on the scale so it's just third magnitude 13 we don't we won't want to say Richter scale but it's 13 magnitude look when I started looking into how big an earthquake would have to be to shatter the earth. It's a bit odd because you probably wouldn't shatter the earth due to a, an earthquake because it would be internally generated. So it's a, it's a bit of a misnomer, but if something hit the earth and could break the earth, I used XKCD for this, by the way, because they they answer all the weird questions. (laughs) It seems like it would be about a magnitude 15 to shatter the earth. Wow. So it's thirteen to fifteen doesn't seem very big, but you're talking about ma- uh, uh, magnitudes of scale at this point. So yeah. it's getting well. It's always so- magnitudes
1: of scale, isn't it? The whole yes, it scale- is. the whole thing is yes. like I'm, I don't know what the difference between zero, one, two, and three is, but
0: on the Richter scale, it's a times by ten, and in the moment of magnitude scale, it's it's thirty.
1: Oh, there you go. So zero is not very big at all. Zero, well, no. zero. One, yeah, one well, one like, is not very big at all.
0: Yes, yeah, that's right. You can measure out the equivalent to the amount of explosions of TNT, and they always use that. Oh, it's like this explosion of TNT, and once again, I think it's a ridiculous scale that it's based on an old idea. And we should stop using it because you know, because everyone knows what a million kilograms of TNT looks like when it explodes. What? No, we don't. I have yeah. no idea. Couldn't, it, couldn't even tell you. wouldn't it, have any concept. It makes what that me
1: chuckle means. that I uh, started counting at zero. This is obviously what happens when you talk to a programmer. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Start very small. So there you go. And now the last part of the question was, do other planets in the Chad system, in the solar system, have quakes? Like
1: earthquakes? And ant-
0: well, not earthquakes, no. What? But, but- why, why,
1: why wouldn't you have an earthquake? Because it's
0: on Earth, Dan. Uh... Thank you for the lead in but we don't know. The answer is we don't know. And that's because humans have not gone to these other places yet. We've gone to the moon and we have measured moon quakes. Mm-hmm. So we know that the moon does still have some sort of activity, not just asteroids plowing into the ground and shaking it. So the moon itself does seem to have quakes. So some- there seems something going on in the center somewhere. There was one seismograph on the viking one lander in the 1970s that went to mars Mm -hmm. and so the first viking landed on mars but as it was pointed out that the seismograph was actually above the device on a mast so really what we're measuring is the wobbles of the viking lander Ah. not the wobbles of it could be wobbling they said oh it does seem to be wobbles but that could just be because the viking lander itself wobbled but we don't know. Oh, so it was it could, a bad place to put a seismograph.
1: So it could have been a Mars quake, or it could have just been some TNT going off nearby.
0: That's right, yes. That's, it could be, No one knows what it was, if it was anything at all. A bad design experiment. But in the next Curiosity-like rover, so the Mars 2020 rover, when I think it's called Maven... Ooh, but it's, it's definitely the Mars 2020 rover. Right? A very exciting name. I do believe that's going to have a seismograph built into it. So we, so Alan, if you just wait until 2021 or so, hopefully they'll have answers whether Mars has quakes. My guess, yes, it will have quakes. It, I just don't see why it wouldn't. But
1: we don't know. So there you go. Never Earthquake. assume anything. Now there are no. there are there are some 15. 15- Moment of magnitude quakes going on though, aren't there? Ones that could have split the Earth apart if they were on planet Earth. Oh, I see what you're saying. But well, yes, they're in the Sun.
0: Yes, but and then that's where it gets very defining what defining what an earthquake is or a ground quake, because the Sun doesn't technically have a surface as we think of it; it's no. plasma. So. I mean, could people talk about I Because, I mean, I know, I, know, I know people are probably writing already. What about neutron stars? Neutron stars can have neutron star quakes where suddenly the neutrons or the iron on top of the surface of the star cracks and breaks and causes massive energy and its releases of energy and all sorts of stuff. But once again, a very loose definition of an Earth, in inverted commas, quake. So I'm not, I'm not going to go there.
1: Oh, all right. All right. I'm sorry. You're going to be yeah. a bit cowardly, yeah. are you? Not going to put your neck out of mine.
0: No. You know what no. I say?
1: There are even space quakes where quakes happen in a complete void.
0: Well, yes, technically, that's technically right. So it's what? as in energy. Energy is released with with um um uh, what do you call them um virtual particles. So there is energy out of nothing. That's one of those interesting, you know, a particle and an antiparticle pair are formed in the void blackness of space, and therefore energy is released, but then, of course, annihilates in in a length of time shorter than a Planck second. So technically, you could say that space itself is quaking. And we now know that gravity waves exist and are shaking the fabric of space and time. So that's technically... Is that an earthquake? Uh, Everything's wobbling. Nothing is still. I'm getting confused. It's Friday afternoon. (laughs) I'm so confused. And you know what happens when we get confused, Dan? We make mistakes. But when we make mistakes, Dan...
1: The audience are there to capture us. Thank God for them. Oh, there is no God. That's one right there. (laughs) And
0: leading right into it, Dan, you have made some heinous errors in the last couple of podcasts. Ooh, have I?
1: I bet I haven't. I bet I haven't. These people don't know what they're talking about.
0: Well, the first one is is a mistake of comedy. So, a listener by the name of Dan. How
1: dare you!
0: So Dan oh, wrote in to Dan to
1: be backed up with some oh, some sort of article or something. Mistake of comedy. <laughs> Dan
0: Dan wrote in to Greg to complain about Dan and said that when Dan made a joke about the penis museum in Iceland being one of the longer, harder routes that I took, as in Gregoire took, mm-hmm. he pronounced. The word is route, which is acceptable in American English, when it should be pronounced to rhyme with shoot in Australian English. And you being Australian, you should have said root. Not only does this mistake need to be brought to his attention, he hopefully will realize that by pronouncing it the correct way in Australia would make the joke much funnier. This is routed. It's
1: It's a harder, longer route, Dan. God damn it. I really dropped the ball there, didn't I? i really i, could, so I really you. have no defense that is a much better joke <laughs> mm. thank you Dan. Thank you, Dan They're not, you, not
0: <laughs> I laughed i when he sent that email, I was at work doing my normal job, and the email came through, and I was doing serious work in a serious work environment, and then had to snort very loud <laughs> snorted very loudly to stifle my laugh. Uh, I laughed very hard at that. So thank you very much, Dan, for making my day great. Now, you know who we haven't heard from from quite a while? Uh, One of our listeners? Steve Nellick. No, no. Michael Barnes. What? Haven't we? I, no. Well, we, he I, we has hear from every been a episode. bit quiet, hasn't he? <laughs> he has been, but it's because he's been getting ready to get you, Dan. So there oh, you he go. He's been storing so, them up, has he? <laughs> No, 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 just just you just be waiting. I, I I love Michael so much because he's the only one who puts the timestamp. <laughs> so at one hour, sixteen minutes and fifty nine seconds of the last full podcast. Oh, that's Dan not states, really fair. That's thought, the
1: last couple of seconds. that's when we that's when I've gone off the rails. Well, I can't
0: true. be held accountable for the last op- five minutes. <laughs> I thought your pupils opened a lot when you took drugs. So I'm just going to read what he says about this. Okay. Michael Barnes says, unsurprisingly, it depends on the drug. Put simply, after taking cocaine, marijuana, or amphetamines, for example, your pupils get noticeably larger, (mydriasis), whilst opiates, such as heroin, constrict the pupils, meiosis. From the article linked below, I love Michael so much. Fun fact Moviegoers with an affinity for drugs rained criticism down on Darren Aronofsky uh, after seeing Requiem for a Dream, in which he uses stylistic close-ups of his heroin-addicted protagonist pupils growing larger, instead of realistically having them constrict. There you go. So That's Dan, where no, I was you,
1: getting my reference from, that <laughs> film. <laughs> That's
0: right. And I think Michael knows that, and he has pointed out that no, different drugs have different physiological effects. On the human body
1: Yeah that's a good one Thank you Michael I like that That's wonderful
0: (laughs) (laughs) If you hear anyone Say anything weird Or wrong Or You just want to put it Correct in some way There's plenty
1: of weird Stuff being said (laughs) Just
0: pick something That's wrong Good point Thank you Like Dan just did then I said something wrong By saying weird And Dan picked up on it And he wrote in And said Dear Dan Greg said something Weird Which was wrong Which was weird Not that he said it was weird It was weird Which is wrong Yes that's correct and then Dan told me. And that's what you have to do, ladies and gentlemen. You need to send an email to Greg Wah, so greg at smartenough.org, when Dan makes a mistake.
1: And when Greg makes a mistake, send an email to dan at smartenough.org. I have a question for the listeners. Something to think about and maybe to, to pop onto our Twitter or onto Facebook. Have you ever heard of Benedict Cumberbatch? Yes, and he's he's got fans, and what he are does? they called?
0: Uh, um, um, Benedictine monks, cumberbitches. Oh, right, okay, yeah.
1: And so all these famous people have their fans have like this cute little nickname Ooh. for what they are. I want to know what is the cute little nickname for the fans of smart enough to know better? Ooh,
0: smarty pants. Well, don't, don't
1: take it away from them. Don't, okay, do, all don't, the, okay, don't do all the easy ones. Oh, Let them
0: have a oh, go okay. themselves. Oh, oh, I'm sorry. That's a yeah, good point. Good point. You know what? You know, and pick a better one. You know what? I got very angry about a, a fandom I'm part of, and I hate the name. I'm a Doctor Who fan. And some idiot in the past went, ah, I'm going to call us uh, Whovians. And everyone went, that's a great idea. It's a dumb idea. I hate it. Whovians. It's just has no energy to it it just feels like a a dead fish i dislike it intensely so i am now just a doctor who fan yeah. are you a hoover and i go no no i'm not oh, at I'm least self they're not,
1: at least they're not hoovers they'd really suck then
0: I, oh oh no yeah oh
1: no
0: no Oh. Get
1: along to our website, smartenough.org, and click on any of the buttons that you'd like to click on. Some just, of them just do. click on, click on buttons. They're yeah. amazing. You can and follow us on buttons. social media and subscribe yes. and all that sort of stuff. I'm having a
0: lot of fun on Facebook, chatting to people on Facebook and with and interesting points and uh, having interesting conversations with them. So come and join me, and uh, it'll be cool. it's cool. I know everyone hates, once again, everyone hates Facebook, but yeah, you know, we hate lots of things we yeah, do.
1: Yeah, yeah, and you still use it every day, don't you? And hate it. Yeah, that's still why you, you d- hate it.
0: Right. Uh, you, you know why yeah. you hate it though? Because they still details and accidentally give it to people for free, yeah. but or sell it for money. But beyond that, you also hate it because your live feed is full of horror, and that's because people like to yell into the breeze about horror. Leopards! Leopards! Watch out for that! No, look. And by the way, there are leopards in the world. Don't get me wrong. But screaming leopards out of a window is helping no one. And <laughs> I just like to point out that that if you if you um. Well, it's Friday afternoon, isn't it? I'm getting all sorts of strangeness now. <laughs> and if you, so if you want to have a, a, a interesting conversation about not leopards, come to the Smart Enough group page. It's a lot of fun.
1: If you would like to support Smart Enough No Better, please tell your friends. Find that friend yes. who likes podcasts and go, hey, you should check this out. This is really fun and they're really entertaining. If you would like to support us even further, you can jump onto the website, buy a shirt, or drop some money in the tip jar. Or you can subscribe to our Patreon. If you are on the Patreon, you can give us two bucks a month. That's great. We love that. That's fun. If you give yep. us five bucks a month, we'll read your name out on the podcast. If you give us fifteen bucks a month. <sighs> <laughs> I have to abuse Dan, you on the podcast. Slave
0: slave driver Dan has to treat you like one of his slaves. Okay. Go, Dan. Right. Why do you Dan? Why are you such a bad person, Dan? Goodness me.
1: We we lost one of our $15 <laughs> members. Fair enough. Fair enough. Good, good job. Obviously, they didn't want me making fun of any more of their late 90s films and the rap songs that go with them. <laughs> so, Al Batson Al, Batson, Al Batson, always wears Hawaiian shirts. What are mm. you, Al? Hawaii Five-0? You must be more like a TV cop than a real one. Is, is he a cop? He was. Oh, okay. We established oh, that last time. Queensland yeah, cop. I, yeah. Shady oh, as Oh, that's right, yes. Oh, okay. Brown paper bags. <laughs> wow. Wow.
0: Okay, wow. We, re- we respect and support the men and women in the thin blue line.
1: That's a double banger for you.
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, what?
1: Dust- when did the Queensland police start giving us 15 bucks? Dustin Fallon. Dustin Fallon lives in Gillette, Wyoming. Dustin, if you live in Gillette, then why does your beard still suck so bad?
0: <laughs> it's not the best a man can get. I'm not even sponsored by these people. What am I doing?
1: Eric Wilson is a Eric stand-up Wilson. guy. I won't hear a bad word against him. Oh, lovely. Okay, Scott Driscoll. Scotty. Okay, now I'm not going to abuse Scott this time. I think I've already done enough to him after I intentionally organised for his flight to Wellington to be delayed by, like, 10 hours the other day. Oh, my God, he was so cranky.
0: True. Good. All right. So, yes, Scott went. Scott is a performer, and we do know him, and, yes, he got delayed. That's your fault. Bad, Dan. Bad, Bad.
1: Dan. Okay. And finally, Tom Seary. All right. Now, you remember Tom because I made fun of his thumb recently. Yes. 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 I and, yes, and I mocked him because he doesn't know how I know that. Well, why don't mm, I let mm. everyone in on a little secret? You see, Ooh. Tom's girlfriend contacted me behind his back <coughs> to, to intentionally give me a little bit of ammunition against Tom. <gasps> Sent photos and everything. And then at the end of the email, she says, P.S., not cheating on Tom. Gee, why did you have to specify that? Why do you have to s- specifically point that out? Sounds like someone protests too much, me thinks.
0: Is she giving us $15? Who's... who? What's going on now? Hang on.
1: <laughs> no, no. Who's... She's not... There's no money changing hands between Anne-Marie and myself. It's all free, baby.
0: Oh, I don't... It makes me feel bad and weird
1: again. Yeah, well, yeah, it does, say, it does that to everyone. Oh, okay, and the people who <laughs> have given us $5 Yes. Are, thank you Heroes. very much, to Andrew Trousdale, Andrew Whitehouse, Andrew, Andrew, Earthdog58, Ilana Mitchell, Earthdog. Elizabeth Duncan. Elizabeth. If don't talk over the top. This is They paid 5 bucks. They don't want you I'm saying the enough. same thing.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm echoing the sentiment.
1: Okay. Where we get to? I hope I don't miss someone. Elizabeth Young. I oh, know, I've said it twice now. You, you owe us twice. another $5. <laughs> Gary Heather. Oh, I hope that Gary! Right. Gyroscope Oh, I, was cool. I hope ah. I've got everyone in here. Have I bugged <sighs> this up? Oh, well, oh if my I goodness. Have I bugged it up? Oh dear. Lindsay Jenkinson. Matt, Lindsay! Matt Ewers. Matthew uh, Toy. Michael bad Barnes. Bad. Oh, Michael. Michael Barnes. Natalie. Phil Natalie! Holland. And uh, Okay. And there's... Someone's trying to get away with extra extra stuff here. Oh,
0: okay, yes. Because
1: there's a $5 guy, oh, Steve Weisenhout. Yes. He's, Weisenhout! He's, Weisenhout. He's changed his name, and he keeps changing uh. his name on Patreon, so I, he makes me jump to another uh, linguistic <laughs> hoop each week. So apparently right. this week we get $5 from Steve E. Nuka, nuka, Power. Stevie! Or or Steve Weisenhout stopped giving his money and then someone from Hawaii turned up and that's their actual last name and now I've made fun of how silly it sounds, which is culturally very insensitive.
0: You are very white though, so it wouldn't be the first, like, it would make a lot of sense that you are that awful.
1: I think that's what they call privilege. Is that, oh, is that what oh. I'm supposed to do? I'm supposed to... I've got this privilege, so I'm supposed to sort of oh. just invade South Africa and stuff? Well, wow, okay. <laughs> All right, what? Put on um, my pith helmet uh, and pop on down there.
0: I, I Not anymore, but I, sure. I think we missed that time, Dan. Now we just get
1: cancer. No. <laughs> and as we always like to say... Leopards! I, I opened up a bar twice, so I republicated. Oh, I'm very good. a Republican. Good. <laughs> I was very, really excited about this one, actually. I was sort of good. really in the mood for it. And, nice. Uh, I hope it lived up to your expectations. I was just getting ready for it. like Beforehand, when I've got no prep, I'm like, oh, God, I've got to spend time doing this. And, of course, five minutes in, I'm like, oh, how does this work? How does this work? It's just that first five minutes where I'm like, oh, I have to do work.
0: <laughs> but, I know the feeling.
1: <laughs> but it's it's always really weird to get to the end of, like, a pimp my time and look up and there's, like, 30 tabs across Chrome. And you're like, what yes. are we looking at? Yeah, I, I know exactly that feeling. And, of course, it's the tab a- open was changing Celsius to Fahrenheit.
0: Yes. <laughs>